I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 258. and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I waited to write the podcast this week until I attended a conference in Dallas, and boy, am I glad I did. Some of the things I learned there, I'm going to pass on you on to you today. Some will be in future episodes. I like to say, the seed I've received, I will sow. And I can tell you that's all that it takes. So many of you out there are afraid to share what you're learning in God's Word with others until somehow you become qualified to do so. Air quotes around the qualified, all right? Part of the joy of being in community with others is that you can sow the seed you've received, that one amazing truth or revelation, that area of scripture you've recently discovered, or a deep truth that has been unwound for you. That's a bite, by the way, a Bible interaction tool exercise that is super powerful. Share with a friend. You don't have to have a position, a role, a class, an audience, a degree, or even fancy letters behind your name. Just gain knowledge and understanding and share it as incomplete or imperfect as it may be. Share it. Now, I had already chosen this week's song by We Are Messengers before I headed into the conference, and I had already soaked in an area of scripture before I headed into the conference. But what I learned there has shaped my message, so I can't wait to dive into scripture and make some connections to the song, Maybe It's Okay. I'll tell you more about where I'm coming from, but first, let's listen. Maybe it's okay if I'm not okay. This week's song does a lot of comparing and contrasting. They talk about how we wouldn't really know what it feels like to be whole if we'd never been broken, or we wouldn't really know what it feels like to be accepted if we'd never felt the pain of rejection. And basically, the song is listing out a lot of emotions that we all feel on a daily basis. And the conclusion of the song, however, is that maybe it's okay if I'm not okay, because the one who holds the world is holding on to me. And that is is a valid conclusion and one that I want to build a stronger scriptural foundation upon for you to rest your very real emotions. Now, the conference I went to is called Proclaim Truth, and it's their mission to encourage women in their calling to make disciples and to equip them in their pursuit of knowing God and making him known. And the platform sessions and the breakout sessions, they all offered opportunity for us to learn truth and to be equipped 
with the skills necessary to share God with others. And we come from a variety of backgrounds. Um, I, I know there are other podcasters there. I know there's writers. There are small group leaders. There are moms who just want to teach their kids. There are moms who want to teach other moms. There's uh, Sunday school leaders, big group leaders, public speakers, all kinds of people were in that in the conference. And while it was a women's conference, it's not your average women's conference. These ladies came to roll up their sleeves and dive into doctrine and go home equipped to teach and share and proclaim Jesus until he comes again. So I'm going to do something different this week. I'm going to tell you what I want you to conclude. Then we're going to unpack it. Now, normally it's my style to lead you toward a conclusion at the end, but I think the song actually gives it to us. And so I want to unpack an area of scripture that can help you really buy into the thinking of this song and into the conclusion and have a real foundation for those thoughts. So here's the conclusion. Your emotions and feelings are real, but they are not reliable. So instead of taking cues from our emotions, we rely upon who God has told us he is, because it's wrong to seek knowledge of self independent of our knowledge of God. I'm going to say that again. Your emotions and feelings are real, but they are not reliable. So instead of taking our cues from our emotions, we rely upon who God has told us he is, because it is wrong to seek knowledge of self independent of our knowledge of God. And all of that to say, maybe it's okay that I'm not okay because God is not only holding me, but he is holding the world together. And he is, he is all powerful and all knowing. He is immovable and sovereign, but more than all of that, he is good. Now, the key in our lives and in our study of scripture is that we need to start with God. And I often introduce the bite of asking questions. Bible interaction tool exercises or bites are just small habits that you can incorporate into your study time to help you take a bite out of scripture. All right. But when I use the bite of asking questions, do any of you remember which question I generally recommend to ask first? Now, I mean, I suppose we could start with the basic what does it say question. But beyond that, I always start with what do we learn about God? I know what you've been taught. I know you've been taught to ask, what does this passage mean to you? And while I don't think this is ever a good question, I do understand the desire to apply truth to your life. But trust me when I tell you that the truth you're seeking to apply is deeper and richer than anything you can put on a coffee cup. And when you get a hold of it, it will transform your way, the way you think and ultimately your life. So, Whenever you come upon a situation that is more than you can handle, or even if it's just merely tosses you into the category of I'm not okay, then the question is not how can God get me out of this as quickly as possible, but rather what is true? My feelings are real, but what is true? So when the song sings about the one who holds the world, It made me think of a powerful section of scripture in Colossians chapter one. Now, as you approach any book of the Bible, especially the short ones like Colossians, it would be best if you would read all the way through it once before honing in on an area to study. That incorporates the bite of reading in context. The thing is, is Colossians is a letter and it would be absurd to take a letter and read it one sentence at a time. 
but never read it all the way through. You know, I've gone back to a long email before and taken more time with a particular section, maybe a section of instruction that I need to go back and read carefully. But I read the whole email before I take it apart and go back and look at those smaller sections. So read Paul's letter to the Colossians. It's only four chapters. You can do it. And then the section that we're going to study today is just a small portion of chapter one. Now, it's very poetic in nature. In fact, some scholars believe that it may have come from an early Christian hymn. And so we're going to start in verse 15 of Colossians chapter one. And this is what we read about Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross." Now, you might ask, what does knowing this about Christ have to do with my being okay when I'm not okay? Well, friend, it has everything to do with that. We are not our own. We were bought with a price, but God didn't just buy us back with the life of his son to set us up on a shelf. He doesn't just check a box and consider that task complete. God didn't just wind up eternity like a clock and let it just continue on until the ticking stops. No, in Christ, all things hold together. But there's more in this section. So before we move forward, I want to use the bite of making a list. And I admit, I see lists everywhere. And maybe it's not for you, but for me... It helps me break things down into more digestible pieces. So when we make a list of Christ's characteristics in this section, we see number one, he is the image of the invisible God. Number two, the firstborn of all creation. Number three, by him, all things are created. Number four, all things are created through him. Number five, all things are created for him. Number six, he is before all things. Number seven, in him all things hold together. Number eight, he is the head of the body, the church. Number nine, he is the beginning. Number 10, he is the firstborn from the dead. Number 11, in everything he is preeminent. Number 12, in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Number 13, through him God reconciles all things to himself. And number 14, Christ makes peace by the blood of his cross. Wow. I mean, I numbered them and that's 14 things. And you might actually see more. I just made a quick list. That's the beauty about lists is that you might see more details than I did. Now, listen, entire books have been written on just this passage of scripture. And if I took each one of the 14 uh, attributes that I just listed and spent one minute on each one, that would be 14 more minutes on the podcast that we're already very well into. So let's just take a couple. Uh, But you could use that list as your springboard to go and discover more information on each of those um, each of those characteristics. But first, I want to draw your attention to the fact that Jesus didn't show up on the scene at the virgin birth. 
And, and for those of you who already knew that, I want you to take a moment to consider the magnitude of what this section of verses and others are saying about Jesus. For those of you who are hearing this thought for the first time, I just want to say, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, isn't it amazing? We think Jesus is comes on the scene as a baby in a manger because that's kind of the storyline that we've been taught all of our lives. But we see here that he was there at the beginning. So let's head over to John chapter one. I want to I want you to hear this in a different way. And I know that we're getting ready to discover in John chapter one because I'm familiar with it. But if you you're thinking, how does she know to go to John chapter one? Well, I use the bite, uh, the Bible interaction tool exercise of following the cross references. And you can do this on your own because most of the time the cross reference is a little letter in your text that takes you to a footnote that gives you the reference. I often use an online reference tool, biblehub.com. It's free and it shows the cross references on the right and they're clickable. Also, a good study Bible will have those references in the footnotes and in the commentary notes at the at the bottom. But let's just say you saw this verse and you looked at the footnote and you see John chapter one. So let's get over there and hear what it says. Verse one, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. All right. The word is Jesus and he was there. When you flip to Genesis 1-1 and it says in the beginning God, it is talking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. He is one God with the three distinct persons. And that is what is known as the Trinity. And if you can't wrap your mind completely around that, I think it's okay. Because while God is knowable, we have limits on how much of him we can know. And I'm actually encouraged personally by the fact that I can't quite fully comprehend the God of the universe. Otherwise, he would be not a God worth worshiping at all. All right. But let's not forget the fact of what we learned just now. All things were made through Jesus. And without him was not anything made that was made. And Paul expands on this in Colossians, where we're sitting today, because he actually makes a list within the list of of characteristics that we just went over. Did you see it when we read it in the first, um, the first time I read it all the way through? What did Jesus create? Well, everything. But then it's like Paul is answering the question, well, what kind of everything? Things in heaven, things on earth, visible things, invisible things, thrones and dominions. Where are these thrones? Thrones in heaven, thrones on earth. Where are these dominions? Dominions in heaven, dominions on earth. He created authorities in heaven and on earth. And why did Paul need to give us a list like this? I mean, why couldn't he just say everything and stick with that? Well, obviously his original audience needed some clarification. And I don't think we're too far off from that. I mean, every once in a while, we need to make a list to remind ourselves that Christ created all all things. Uh, But let's not leave out the next part. All things were created through him and for him. And may I take a moment to point out that it does not say all things are created for us. All things are created for Christ. One of the things we're called to do at the conference this weekend was to reorient our lives and our minds to what is true. And I tell you what, I sure do live like all things are created for me and my pleasure. 
you know, my attitude toward those who do not meet my expectation. It is painfully obvious that I think all things are created for me and my pleasure. In my attitude and emotions during transition and change, it is painfully obvious that deep down I must believe that all things are created for me and by my and for my pleasure. Oh, that I would see Jesus. Oh, that I would remember that all things are created through him and for him. And here's the kicker. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. Christ is the sustainer of all things. I love how Hebrews 1.3 puts it. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Christ is creator and sustainer. He didn't just add you to his collection on the day of your salvation. He upholds you. But it's not about you. It's about him. And while some may be discouraged by this thought, especially because of how we're taught to believe through the songs we sing and the raging culture around us to believe that it really is all about us. But I'm not discouraged. I'm released. I'm released to trust my Savior who has an unlimited supply of knowledge about my situation and my feelings. And while sometimes I'm not okay, Sometimes I'm discouraged and hurt. Sometimes I'm scared and disappointed. Sometimes I'm sad and lonely. Sometimes I'm confused and angry. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed by grief or resentment. And sometimes I even wallow in insecurity and self-pity. And while these emotions and feelings are real, they are not reliable. So instead of taking our cues from our emotions, we rely upon who God has told us he is because it is wrong for us to seek knowledge of ourselves independent of our knowledge of God. Maybe it's okay that I'm not okay because the one who created all things and holds all things together is holding on to me too. And I just need to reorient my life to that truth and the truth that it's all for his kingdom and his glory. So what's next? Well, read Colossians this week and then take a few moments to hone in on Colossians chapter 1 uh, verses 15 through 20. Make a list of the characteristics of Christ you see here. You can use a study Bible or an online resource to follow those cross references to other parts of God's word to see what it says about these characteristics of Christ, or at least to expand on what you're seeing there or to confirm what you're seeing there. And really consider these characteristics and then view your not okay circumstances through the lens of the Savior who holds all things together. And while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat or on Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And you can talk about, we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Mark from Washington, Kathy from California, Thomas from Florida, DP from Maryland, Ashley from Georgia, Leandra from Oklahoma, and SE from Illinois. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast 
It's a great place to start. Subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you will get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Well, this really encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. We are also on Joy 103.1 every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using New Wine by Hillsong Worship to jump into scripture. This was a request by my listener, Stephanie. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 258. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.